Welcome to another edition of Bridging the Gap. And this week, get in your back to the future or maybe forward into the future car because this is a futuristic episode. Noah Healy, quantum computing, computational mathematics. We're talking about the future of markets and how Noah Healy is trying to take out all of the costs that go into the market. You're going to enjoy this one. It's futuristic. But it's about what's going to happen in the world of financial services and technology. This is Bridging the Gap with your host, Matt Reimer. Noah Healy, welcome to Bridging the Gap. How are you doing today? How's everything in in Noah's world right now? Things are going pretty well right now. Thanks for having me. Very good. Well, I'm, I am really stoked. We were talking a little bit before we started recording here, but I'm really stoked about this conversation. I mean, your background in mathematics and engineering and entrepreneurship and then building technology within the wealth management space. Uh, and I want to dig into that with you. So I'm really excited about this. Walk us through computational mathematics to us layman's out here. What is it? What does it mean for the world? And is it going to like quantum computing take over the world? So essentially, starting from the back, it already has taken over the world. Quantum computing is a rounding error compared to general computation. And and general computation happened, I believe, 1.3 billion years ago is where we have life. So computational mathematics is a big thing. It's it's probably the most profound idea human beings have ever had, and it's arguably the most profound idea it's possible to have. Alan Turing visualized a machine that could perform the actions of any machine that was described to it, including itself. And then he proved that there were things that machine couldn't do. And in so doing, set limits on logic, imagination, reality, mathematics, everything. Because if there's something literally beyond your imagination, then, then there's, there's obviously things that you can't imagine. And so what computational mathematics does is, number one, it describes the conditions and properties required to obtain this sort of power. Number two, the methods and approaches of exploiting this kind of potential. And finally, three, works out what the limits to these things are and and where they arrive in other locations. So you've taken your skills in math, and I think that people would love to just have maybe a 1% of the skills you have in mathematics and take it to them. You took that and you started CoreDisk and built out CDM. Can you just walk people through what CDM is and, and talk about CoreDisk and how it came and in your view of the impact that it has on the financial services industry as a whole, financial markets as well? So CDM or Coordinated Discovery Markets is a proposed marketplace with a new kind of price discovery. And so it does that by establishing a iterative forecasting market that is drawing in information from informed forecasters 
on a on a sort of continuously updated basis and then presenting that information in a batched fashion and an integrated fashion so there's sort of a single vision of the future so this creates markets that are stable to large trade volume and have their own price discovery essentially combining the best of those two two worlds fundamentally markets pretty much all behave using the same conceptual basis and so if if a new kind of marketplace were to emerge that offered a better deal to what i have identified as the three necessary stakeholders in a marketplace that is producers consumers of the underlying good and informed forecasters a group that overlaps with but can include other third parties if all three of those people are better off in your new marketplace then they will abandon their existing markets for the new place and the existing markets would wither and die as a result. Would this eventually eliminate the possibility for upside appreciation in the marketplace? Because basically, I mean, or, or maybe not limit it or eliminate it, but does it limit it? Does it constrain the ability because people make money today based off of the volatility? Is this now eliminating right, some yeah. of the opportunity to make uh, upside appreciation in the marketplace? It would not only eliminate that possibility for products that it can conduct markets in, but because because arbitraging its information against a traditionally formed market would be a free money printing device that would come directly at the cost of the operator of the traditional market, even if the the players I spoke about who were unsatisfied by the better deal that would be offered to attract them, operators of a traditional market in competition with a CDM would find their coffers drained and would effectively be forced to declare bankruptcy in, in that case. So yeah, that's absolutely an expected outcome. And then, so the ultimate goal is just to create more fair pricing for everybody. Is that fair or is that wrong? I wouldn't call it fair. I would I would say that it's it's putting the the engineering spin on efficiency. In economic terms, we generally think about market efficiency in terms of its ability to find prices which are correct. Prices do not have to be fair to be correct. It's mm. sort of nice if that's true, but reality turns out to be whatever it is. However, in engineering terms, we think of systems as efficient if the amount of energy that you put in is, you know, small compared to the amount of work that you're you're getting out. So inefficient systems, you might have to do 10 or 15 times as much work to get the same result as an efficient system. Markets, as they're presently constructed, don't actually have this engineering efficiency aspect to them. So what this is trying to do is reduce the entire cost of finding those correct prices, mm. not necessarily making the prices more fair or better in some sense, less expensive. So now let me, I want to go and take our listeners down another journey because I mean, this is like futuristic stuff and I love it. This to me sounds like another form of a blockchain of creating that efficiency. Is that what this is? Is it are you am I talking to the next Bitcoin creator? I am I'm consulting with people that are 
interested in using this technology in blockchain settings. I'm not working on myself right now using this technology because this this does not work quite that same way. This is this is actually more about creating consensus. So in some sense it's it's almost a centralization versus a decentralization type of type of notion. But that said, the the, the current leading projects where where this technology might find its way into the real world are on blockchain and 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 crypto space type things. So yeah, you know, keep the space open. We'll see. What is in your mind the biggest hurdle to making you know core disk and CDM success? Or maybe it is a success right now. I maybe I maybe I, let me rephrase that last part. What's the biggest hurdle to get it most utilized? That's it. That's that's the biggest hurdle. Initial utilization of a marketplace is is a huge lift. What I've found in talking to people is that people really don't want to sort of use their own brains to think about things. They want they want other people that they already consider to be smart to tell them that something is a good idea without asking them. And so the sort of sociology of bringing a new idea into the world is is a big lift, particularly when you're in a space where nobody's looking for one. There hasn't been a, a foundational redesign of how markets work since the Renaissance. And without that sort of one insight of mine of changing the market from this two-sided space to this three-sided space, it's actually possible to prove that two-sided markets have to have the properties that our markets do to operate at their highest uh, degree of, of ability. And so the the essentially entire profession of economics just has no interest at all in in the conception of improving marketplaces because two-sided markets can't be improved. And so that's getting getting past that initial reluctance and and jumping up the the sort of social network to the point where you have real people and three different sides of the marketplace that's this this is the challenge. I think this is so intriguing. How are you working to overcome those challenges? Well, we're doing one of them right here, having a face-to-face conversation to try to talk to and explain to people in a setting where other people can can hear what's going on and see somebody getting convinced or learning gets gets past that I don't want to think with my own brain instinct. I'm also spreading the word as much as possible. I'm working on a patent to offer a licensing strategy and also developing some open source software. So there's sort of internationally open sourced United States patents, you know, sort of thing. So whatever kind of train wants to leave the station first, I'm trying to position myself so I'll be able to jump on board. I love it. I, I feel like I'm talking to the uh, the next Bitcoin creator, and um, I'm I'm going back to like 2006, like before you know Bitcoin became a thing. So I'm really stoked for you and and what you have going on. And I want to continue to follow you, and I know some of our listeners are going to want to follow you know the journey and see how you continue to make this a success. How can people follow you, connect with you, interact with you, stay aligned with the mission that you're you're pushing forward with? 
Well, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm Noah Healy on LinkedIn. According to Google, the oldest Noah Healy possibly in human history. So I got most of my own names out there online. There's also a website, coredisc.com. That's sort of a dumping ground. There's a lot of graphs, charts, white paper, and other information there to get into some of the background as well as sort of the process of how it functions. I love it. Noah, I, I could literally talk to you for uh, an hours upon hours and dig into this because I, I, I love mathematics and I, I there's so much for me to learn. And so as you continue to build out CoreDisk and CDM, I'd love to have you back and continue to dig into the progress you're making. But I really appreciate you taking time to, to share your knowledge with our, our listener base and um, really, really stoked for what you're doing, man, and, and wish you the best of luck. Thanks for joining us here on Bridging the Gap. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. I could talk for hours about this as well. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Bridging the Gap. Don't forget to give us a rating and let us know what you think. 